This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good risings. I'm Marie Burns Holzer, and this is Spoonful of Spirituality. Yesterday, we covered the divine masculine in a few quick iterations plucked from throughout the centuries. But what many modern religions do not honor is the divine feminine. But what is the divine feminine? Unlike the sacred masculine, the divine feminine was worshipped a lot more in ancient times than it is now. Modern times have found those of us heavily influenced by Western culture to be scrambling for examples of sacred femininity. In its most basic forms, the divine feminine can embody receptive and hidden energies. Things like rest, fertility, and flexibility have historically been associated with the sacred feminine. We can see this in goddesses like the Norse Freya, who was the wife of the All-Father Odin, or Yoruba's Orisha or goddess, Oshun, who is associated with rivers, water, fertility, and love. Or Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love, beauty, and sexuality. Catholics even have the Virgin Mary, mother of Jesus and a prime example of faith, piety, and compassion. It's common in English to refer to nature as Mother Nature, without realizing that we are assigning the ultimate divine feminine form to our very planet. Modern explorations of the feminine have moved away from simply looking at the sacred feminine as gentle, loving, and receptive into something that is more complex and nuanced. In her books, Witches, Sluts, Feminists, Conjuring the Sex Positive, and her other book, Cat Call, Reclaiming the Feral Feminine, Christian J. Soleil explores academic resources, pop culture, art, and activism to suss out the more wild and maligned parts of the divine feminine. She explores it not as receptive and passive, but subversive, pleasure-seeking, and interdependent as a basis for this empowering creative force of nature. She explores the more complex versions of the divine feminine in examples like the Hindu goddess Kali, the goddess of death and destruction, and Lilith, the demoness from Jewish folklore. Soleil asserts that it is dangerous to think of the sacred feminine only as light, good, and lovely. Throughout history, we have seen examples of the sacred feminine in terrifying and destructive forms like Baba Yaga of Slavic folklore, a ferocious-looking old woman or ogress associated with death and rebirth. Ishtar is another great example of this. She's an ancient Mesopotamian goddess of sex, power, love, and war. But perhaps my favorite symbol of a modern take of divine femininity is the Chinese phoenix. Once upon a time, the phoenix were both male and female in Chinese folklore, but are no longer viewed that way. Forgive me for butchering this, I'm sure, but Feng Huang, 
or the phoenix, is a combination of two characters in Chinese, in Mandarin, meaning male and female. Yet the modern association of the phoenix is decidedly feminine, with the Chinese dragon as the opposite or the masculine. The phoenix is a highly auspicious character, reflecting grace, the unity of yin and yang, and great virtue. I really like the idea of a phoenix as the example of divine feminine energy, because she is life and death and rebirth all in one body. That speaks to me in a way that few goddesses or examples of sacred femininity in history ever have. Again, it is important to remember that the divine feminine does not belong to women and girls alone. These concepts must be heard with the foundational understanding that it is the combination of masculine and feminine that create life itself. We are a combination and swirling of these energies, every single one of us. And the hope is that when the sacred masculine and the divine feminine are in balance, peace and prosperity is possible. That means that the divine masculine and the sacred feminine belong to all people. He's, she's, and they's. I'm Marie Burns Holzer, and you can find me at Marie Burns Holzer on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. We love hearing from you. Now go be excellent to yourself and to each other. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom.fm app, the podcast player from the future. Now go to Fathom.fm slash Good Risings to ask questions and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.